but it's one thing I love more than getting my pitch over the plate. And that is getting over this plate in Casa Ole. It's like a fiesta in Casa Ole. Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. You get a free child's play, we'll use ticket stuff from any Astros game. Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. Casa Ole, Ole! It's Lima time. I am your host for the evening, James Yasko. It is a pleasure to be here with you. Patrick McClellan is memorializing our troops by being drunk on a beach, and so he is unable to make it with us this evening, so you're rolling with me solo. That's how we do. That's how we do. I want to thank Jose Lima for introing us. I want to thank Bravado Spice, at Bravado Spice on Twitter, bravadospice.com, for being the sponsor, the sole sponsor, the only people we trust to sponsor Lima Time Time is Bravado Spice. And it's because their crimson hot sauce is so good. It's so good. I am perfectly willing to over-serve myself crimson hot sauce when I'm making eggs in the morning that I will have to run to the bathroom. Not that, not that their hot sauce makes me have the poops, but I'm willing to overdo it on the hot sauce to make it hot enough to where I like it, but where I will happily run to the bathroom at some point during the day. Anyway, thank you, Bravado Spice. Thank you, Patrick McClellan. You are here with me in spirit. I'm trying to channel you without the swearing because I have a job that I have to try to keep. Um, This is a special episode, Memorial Day episode of Lima Time Time, in which I answer your questions. Hang on, let me tweet something real quick. Uh... Hang on, seriously, throw your questions at me. I'm going to answer every single question anybody asked me on Twitter uh, in the last 12 hours. I'm going to answer it in, in due course. That includes a question that came from the Houston Astros themselves, um, and it's coming up here. Give me a second to tweet. Not... Not the Zika time time, gum phone. iPhone trying to wreck me with a mosquito-based disease. Right now, recording right now. Okay, uh, so Astros win the series thanks to Carlos the Goat Correa's home run and extra innings. The Astros are pretty good right now. And I, I tweeted this earlier, and I caught some crap. It's really weird not having a co-host. Um, but whatever. So the I caught some crap saying, look, okay, Ken Giles allowed a couple runs. He's a reliever. He's allowed to do that. Like, that's what relievers do. They will have a sweet stretch like Giles had, like everybody in the bullpen had. And you can't run all goat pen if something happens, that was a good pitch he threw that got that got yanked. So whatever, it's going to happen from time to time. You have to rely on the other parts of the team, whether that's the offense. And I caught some crap saying that it was that the offense has to make sure that the that the bullpen doesn't have to be perfect every time. It's not it's not just the offense, and and I'm 
Of course, I meant like the other parts of the team, whether that's defense, whether that is base running. You have to be able to overcome the fact that maybe the umpire is having a pretty terrible day to win some ball games so that you can get back in this race, all right? So I'm getting kind of tired, like, well, it's not the Astros. Well, it's not the offense. They scored five runs. Well, okay, so if you're at Fires, look, Fires had a rough game. That's who Mike Fires is. Friday night, he had a rough start. He's going to have some rough starts. I don't know. It's not like the Astros got Sandy Koufax, and I'd, and he, I'd love it if the Astros did, but they didn't. So, <clears throat> sinus infection, sorry. Stop expecting players that are all right, that can be pretty good, to be all-time greats. The Astros did not trade for Carlos Gomez and Clayton Kershaw. So, uh, someone like Mike Fiers is going gonna, is gonna to struggle from time to time, and it's not an indictment of the organization. Yeah, go. Okay, let's do this. Uh, Rocket Intellect. I mean, I'm just gonna roll with your your actual Twitter handle. So Rocket Intellect says uh, eight hours ago. At what point do we get concerned about Correa? We don't. He is 21 years old. All right, he has not quite yet played a full season of baseball, and in the off season, he was anointed the next Hannes Wagner. The next, he was Hannes Wagner with a glove with Roberto Clemente's bat. That's not fair. Okay, he could at some point sh- prove to be that quality of a player, but he's still 21 years old. We do not get concerned about Carlos Correa. All right, so so let's just nip that in the bud right now. We we don't get concerned. I mean, if if we're to give him three years and he's still twenty four years old, okay, which is still uh, according to baseball legend and and baseball lore, if he is six years away from his peak, we don't get worried about the about the adjustments that he has not yet made. I fully believe he will make those adjustments. Like I think there's a there's a decent chance he's a rod but with some sort of moral fiber. Now, don't get me wrong. I love A-Rod, all right? I don't, I don't care about what he told or didn't tell Katie Couric, whatever. A-Rod is a legend, and let's celebrate him, because I don't, I, and, and I hear you, I hear you scoffing. I hear you clearing your throat. I hear you getting uncomfortable, and guess what? I don't care. I don't care. A-Rod is a legend. So we don't get concerned about Carlos Correa, right? Let's not let's not do that yet. It's not fair. You, you think about where you. What are you doing differently from what you did 365 days ago? Nothing. I'm doing the same things I did 365 days ago. Maybe I got better. Maybe I didn't. Maybe I'm making adjustments to the world. All right. So let's chill out on Carlos Correa. Dude hit a hit a monster home run today. His first career home run and extra innings. Let's chill out. He is 21 years old. Think of how stupid you were when you were 21 years old. All right, when I turned 21, I got hammered on like two Guinnesses. All right, I'm pretty sure Carlos Correa is not doing that, which means he's in a better spot than I am. 
So chill out on Carlos Correa. Next, from at Ashford Lights, who has uh, left some comments on on episodes that are posted on SoundCloud, as this will be. So I'm curious if you, I, I don't know, how do you listen to Lima Time Time? Is it SoundCloud? Is it iTunes? You have a podcast feed that, that you, that's what I do. I listen I listen to podcasts on, uh, on iTunes. So uh, Ashford Lights, thank you very much. They're a band, check them out. Um, Bregman Correa Miners Comparison. Okay. Alex Bregman. This is worth mentioning. Alex Bregman is six months older than Carlos Correa right now. Now, I'll say that again. Alex Bregman is six months older than Carlos Correa right now. And he, I guess he he always will be. That's, I don't know. This seems like a pretty silly qualification to make, but whatever. So, so we take, yeah, you got to keep in mind that, that Alex Bregman played at LSU when Carlos Correa was in the Astros minor league system. Keeping that in mind, I, Alex Bregman is obviously tearing up Corpus. Like he has as and I don't know what the stats are today. Um, I don't know what they are yesterday because my daughter is sick. So I've been a little bit, uh, disconnected from from the Astros and from Astros County because of the sickness of my daughter. My wife's been in a play all weekend, so I've been I've been helping out with that. I've been kind of keeping an eye on my daughter. My mom's in town. Like, there's real life has gotten in the way. But but I think we can all agree that Alex Bregman is tearing up Double A. He's tearing up Double A at the same time that Correa is having a pretty damn good major league stretch. So let's just kind of get that qualification out of the way, okay? Now, it's still encouraging, all right? I'm not going to discount what Alex... To compare Alex Bregman to Carlos Correa, I'm not saying it's apples to oranges, but it's like Granny Smith to Fuji. Like, they're just a little bit different, all right? So I am excited with the progress that, that Alex Bregman has made. I, he doesn't have anything left to prove in Corpus, Okay, so that means he either moves to Fresno or he moves to Houston. Here's the problem with that, because Alex Bregman moving to Fresno, I, I think we're under we're underestimating Danny Worth here, uh, and Danny Worth is having a hell of a season at at Fresno, and maybe that's that's Danny Worth's role. Maybe he is there as sort of an organizational filler guy, but but theoretically, at least. The guys that are in the way of Carlos Correa are, again, ostensibly, Danny Wirth, Colin Moran, and Luis Valbuena. All right? So if you are moving Alex Bregman to Fresno, that means that you are putting Danny Wirth somewhere else in Fresno, which, again, maybe not the biggest deal in the world. All right? But... If Colin Moran gets sent back down, because, and hey, I'm not going to lie, had a few beers. Uh, I called Colin Moran's two-hit night Friday night, and y'all accused me of sorcery and witchcraft, and maybe maybe it's time to respect, cut me a little bit of slack here. Maybe, I, maybe, maybe I know what I'm doing here. It means that, that if, should Colin Moran get sent, some, basically, someone's going to have to move in order for Alex Bregman 
there are contingency plans in place. I don't know why the Astros have left Alex Bregman at third base. Maybe it's to get more third base defensive reps. All right, because offensively, there's no issue with Alex Bregman at Corpus. All right, so you've got to think that it, it has to be defense as the reason that Alex Bregman is still in Corpus. He compares favorably to Carlos Correa at Corpus, but again, he's doing it a year, year and a half early or later in his career. Carlos Correa did what he did a year and a half, two years younger than Alex Bregman. Now, that's not to take anything that that that's more to promote Correa than it is to detract from Bregman. All right, so so whatever. I mean, Bregman is progressing at a rate that you would expect your second overall picked pick that you pulled out of LSU, out of college, to progress. That's just what a freak that Correa was. And for as much crap as we give the Astros, pardon me, that I give the Astros about the Brady Aiken pick, about the Mark Appel pick, who is Mark Appel on the DL with a startling drop in velocity, for the Phillies organization in AAA at Lehigh Valley. Um, that says more about Correa than it does Bregman. Bregman's doing pretty much what you would expect the second overall pick to do. All right, so uh, how do Asher Lies, how do Bregman and Correa compare? <sighs> they compare, you know, Bregman's doing better, but a year and a half later than Correa did. Correa, if Bregman put up Correa, if Bregman in double-A, or maybe even triple-A, put up the numbers that Correa is putting in the majors at 21 years old, I think we'd be happy with that. Now, Tyler Stafford, Jeff Blogwell, wrote a post that's that's one of the most popular posts on Astros County over the last three or four months, which I'm not going to get upset about because, you know, page views and the money that I don't get from clicks or whatever... Uh, on who should move to third base. And he's saying Correa should move to third base because he's so tall, because he's he's big, because he's he's having a hard time making those routine plays and and whatnot. I don't I, honestly I don't care. I want one of them at short and one of them at third base, and if they have to flip-flop or if they do it every now and then, whatever. Alright? So I just want to see both of them in in the majors at some point. Okay. Will Moriarty, one of the heroes of Astros Twitter. Can you DM me your debit card pin, bank account number, and social security number? No reason. Hashtag Lima Time Time, which I ask people to use. Um, no, I'll just give you the... I'm a teacher. I'll give you the 46 cents that I have. So that one's taken care of. Uh, Chase Sanders. If a reliever is taken from the bullpen, uh, in parentheses, Feliz or Davinsky again, what is your opinion on the starting rotation? I think the starting rotation is, and I haven't read these. I'm reading these for the first time. So this is me on a holiday weekend where I don't have to go to work tomorrow, having a few pops, uh, reacting with really no thought given, which means I'm qualified to be a columnist or a beat writer or whatever. So so uh, if a reliever's taken from the bullpen, uh, Feliz or Davinsky, uh, who are no longer in the starting rotation. So what's your opinion on the start? What's my opinion on the starting rotation? Uh, I think the rotation's fine. You know, I think that, that the, the rotation, like every other aspect of the Astros offense, uh, took its lumps in April and they're starting to correct in May, whether that's through coaching, whether that's through statistical dumb luck, um, 
I'm okay with Fires getting regular starts, at least for the time being. Now, Joe Musgrove, uh, if he continues to dominate pretty much the exact way that we expect Joe Musgrove to dominate, the way that he's dominated ever since he came to the organization, I'd be okay with, with cutting loose somebody like Fires. I think Musgrove makes Fister an easier sell should the Astros be in a position where they're selling here in, say, it's the end of May, a couple months, six weeks to eight weeks, um, I'm okay with Davinsky in the bullpen because he is able to eat up innings. Because let's face it, I mean, we're, we're talking about Keichel, who up until this weekend has struggled over his last eight starts. McHugh seems to have straightened himself out. I love Colin McHugh. Uh, McCullers is McCullers has to stay in the rotation because as Patrick and I have talked about numerous times, he, he has the velocity that the other dudes don't have. And then we're talking about fires and Fister. And I, I honestly think that Musgrove is an upgrade over fires, but I'm okay with him getting a little bit more seasoning. So, we're talking about another one of those domino effects where if you pull somebody up from the minors, you either have to trade somebody, cut somebody, and if you move someone to the bullpen, you've got to cut somebody there. So I'm okay with the Astros kind of rolling and waiting for the statistics to sort of reckon themselves out. All along, I hope that the Astros did not dig themselves a big enough hole in April, that they can't get out of it. So, we need the Mariners to make more dumb, fluky, game-ending double plays like they did against the Twins last night. So, okay, there is that one. Uh, Flick Nickum, Strohs. If you could compare Patrick to a Looney Tunes character, who would it be and why? Here's the thing about Patrick. Patrick is is freaking genius because... And and I'd say this to his face, and and I'm and I'm, the fact that I'm not makes it sound like I'm sucking up. I'm 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 not. Uh, Patrick's a genius in that he is he is knowledgeable about baseball, and he's absolutely hilarious, uh, both on Twitter and on on our show here. So, um, what Looney Tunes character would he be? It's got to be Bugs Bunny. Like he's he's he outsmarts everybody. Like I don't I I don't. I don't think too many things are funny. Like if you make me laugh, then then that's that's sort of an accomplishment because I feel like I'm I'm so smart that I have a fantastic sense of humor and 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 it's hard to make me laugh. Not many things make me laugh out loud. Patrick makes me laugh out loud weekly, which is way more than anybody else makes me laugh out loud. And barring my daughter, she doesn't count cuz she's hilarious and I helped make her. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna roll Bugs Bunny on Patrick there, uh, as far as uh, Looney Tunes character because he's he's smart and funny and outwits the other dude and I think I'm the other dude so he outwits me. Um, w Martin six Will Martin, why don't the Astros hit Altuve second in the order every game? Love Springer Altuve Correa. I love it too. Here's the thing that we've seen since Hinch, and we're going back to baseball here. Here's what we've seen so far in the switch with Altuve and Springer is that Springer has benefited, and Altuve seems to have uh, 
not benefited as much. And 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 the question for me for the Astros for AJ Hinch is what are you and and Altuve had a rough stretch and everybody's going to have a rough stretch. I mean you you can't hit unless unless it's 100 years ago or you're Ichiro or whatever, you're not going to hit 360 the entire season. Okay. So, but but Altuve has struggled because Correa has struggled. And I think that Springer, because he's been around a little bit longer, and because people are pitchers are a little bit more afraid of Altuve than they are Correa, because of the track record, because of the season that they've had so far, because pitchers have had a chance to adjust to Altuve and he has bounced back, we're still kind of waiting on Correa to do the same thing. Um... I think we're sort of locked in for the time being to Springer, Altuve, Correa. My question is, are you willing to take an uptick in Springer if it means a downturn in Altuve? Because that's what we've seen so far. Let me pause to get a breath here. So, I, you know, it's, it's uh, do you, do pitchers throw to Altuve differently because Springer was behind him. And and that's why we're seeing a little bit of a drop-off because Correa, to this point in the season, hasn't figured, and maybe he's starting to, hasn't figured out those adjustments yet. I don't know. But I do know that good things are happening to the Astros, and I'm willing to accept any tweaking. I, I'd rather Hinch make this move and see what happens than just roll with the same lineup day in and day out. So I'm okay with Springer. Now, do I want Jose Altuve to be to, to to beat Pete Rose's hit record? Hell yeah, I do. Of course. All right, but do I want to win more? Do I want to? Do I want to win? Let me check myself before I wreck myself. Do I want to watch my favorite team win more games? Because I have nothing to do with it. Um, with Springer, Altuve, Correa, then I do want to see Altuve hit. Get get forty four hundred hits and the Astros don't win anything. Yeah, I'd rather the Astros won than Correa set the all time. Pardon me, uh, Altuve hit the all time hits record. All right, maybe that's not the question, but that's how I'm going to interpret it. I I do love the Springer Altuve Correa, but there's going to be a cost that comes with that because you're relying on a second year player who has not yet spent an entire calendar year in the majors. And let's not forget all of the media attention that came to Correa. And I'm not saying it got to his head. I'm not saying that he's full of himself. I'm just saying an awful lot has happened to Carlos Correa in the last 365 days. Far more has happened to Carlos Correa than has happened to you or I in the last 365 days. Everything has pretty much, uh, has, has, has stayed the same for us. Correa, it's a little bit different. All right, Will Moriarty, again. Question number two. This could fill a half hour of the podcast. It won't. Uh, who is worse, uh, DK DeBerry or at Stroh's fan I know? They're both awful. Okay, let's get that out of the way. But they both have value. All right, they're, it, it, it's sort of like, and I'm not going to, I'm going to let you decide which one is which. One is the Jose Vizcaino. One is the Brandon Backey. All right, they have value. They ground you. They help you see a little bit of logic. They help you with truth. 
but but they go through stretches where they where, where they're both terrible. Now I've met both of these gentlemen, Stroh's fan I know, and DK to Barry in person, and I would tell this to their to their face. Both of them have have their awfulness, like they and and they know they, they would agree, and if they wouldn't agree, then I'll punch them in the head. Okay, they're they're both terrible. But they're both genius at the same time, and not genius on Patrick's level uh, or my level, for that matter. But but they 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 both bring a lot to Astros Twitter, and that should be recognized. So so let's give credit where credit is due. Uh, okay, scrolling through, uh, Astros optimism at Astros optimism Stros Nation. Why is Villar better than Correa? He's not. We saw Villar, VR. Pardon me. We saw the butt slide. We saw the bunt where he where he dropped the bat and ran to first and missed missed the ball completely. VR is not better than Correa. VR is benefiting from playing with the Brewers, where opponents are like, "Screw it, it's the Brewers. I'm just going to throw this guy some meatballs." He's having a good year. He's leading the National League in steals. He's hit a decent number of home runs. He, th- there's a reason that the Astros acquired him, all right? VR has the, has the potential to be a decent player. And there is an aspect to VR's game that, that is desirable. However, he's not Carlos Correa, okay? If Carlos Correa ended up with Jonathan VR's career, it would be a massive disappointment, all right? Which is, I mean, at this point... It's still a decent career, but but what's why would you not throw to Jonathan VR? Who's behind him in Milwaukee's lineup? All right, it's our tendency as Astros fans to look at every single dude that Luno gets rid of and and see them have a decent stretch, i.e. Chris Carter, also a Brewer. The and the Brewers are basically like old Strohs, like they should be the Milwaukee old Strohs. That should be their name. They should. They basically have the blue and gold and white, like the '90s, you know, Astros did. Um, VR is not better than Carlos Correa. He's having a decent stretch, but we saw him have an okay stretch where it made it tolerable to watch him. I mean, it's if you would choose VR over Correa, please line up at my house, put your head on the curb of my street and let me curb stomp you like Edward Norton in American History X. All right, that's it. I mean, if, 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 you, if you look me in the eye and tell me I'd rather have Jonathan VR than Carlos Correa, you need to have your teeth broken on concrete in my front yard. So let's get out of our own heads because at this point, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like, if you think somebody has a better career, the, the, name a player that the Astros gotten rid of that, 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 that has a decent stretch, and, and you would prefer... Tyler White's different, all right? Tyler White's ability is debatable at this point, all right? But if, at the point where you're wondering if you would rather have VR or Correa, come put your mouth on my curb. And let me kick you in the back of the head. Like that that's that's what you need. A couple minutes later, Astros Optimism asked, what NBA what pardon me, what WNBA player makes the best sandwiches? That sounds sexist. 
Um, and I don't know many WNBA players. I probably know as many WNBA players as I know NBA players. Um, so I'm not going to answer that uh, at the risk of furthering the sexism here. Okay. If the rapture happened, this is uh, T. Preston 17, Benjels. If the rapture happened, which, NB, which, uh, pardon me, which MLB team would win the World Series? Okay. If the rapture happened... That means that the worst humans would still be there playing baseball. And I think we can all agree that baseball players are probably terrible human. And most professional athletes are probably terrible human beings. Right? That's that's probably what we could I mean, that's a sweeping generalization, but what's Lima time time if it's not about sweeping generalization? So if the rapture happened, which MLB team would win the World Series? Uh, it's got to be, so we're, we're basically asking what's the worst, who are the worst humans in baseball? And it, uh, the clear answer is the Rangers. The Rangers would finally win the World Series if all of the good dudes in baseball were carried up to heaven on Elijah's chariot. I mean, you've got, you've got Cole Hamels, who's a puss. You've got, you've got Rugnet Odor, who doesn't think he's a dirty player, but he'll slide hard. Uh, into second baseman and then get upset when someone slides hard into him and he'll say he's not a dirty player and then he'll autograph uh, photos of him punching Jose Bautista in the head uh, to make money off of it. So clearly it's the Rangers who are the worst humans in baseball that uh, that would win the World Series because all the good dudes that have like built up karma over the course of their entire lives, they've been carried on up to heaven where they can rest with the sweet Lord and the Swede by and by, all right? The Rangers aren't those dudes. Like, you've got Prince Fielder, who's, like, the world's fattest vegetarian, and he and I were in a contest to see who could be the world's fattest vegetarian. But but you've got just a bunch of horrible people uh, in the Rangers organization. So I think they would, they would be Kirk Cameron left behind should the rapture happen, because clearly, like, all the Astros dudes are going to heaven, uh, especially now that Eric Kratz is... Uh, is gone. Pause for a refreshing drink. Um, the Astros at Astros came through. They've gotten a lot more interactive on Twitter. I like it. Uh, back in the day, and we're talking about the day isn't up to like three or four weeks ago. Uh, they did. Maybe they did a whole lot of interacting with fans. Not so much with Astros County. Uh, but they've been way more interactive lately. So they've been more fran- uh, Pardon me, more fan friendly. Uh, the Astros asked, field a starting nine or a lineup with Astros Twitter members. I've given this zero thought. Okay. So, and and I'm taking Patrick, I'm taking myself out of this equation. So I got to find, I got to pick nine people from Astros Twitter to, to field a starting lineup. All right. Or Or basically what it's asking is who are the, who are the nine best Astros Twitterers? Um, and I'm gonna piss some people off because there's there's a lot there's a lot of you and 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 the people I'm gonna pick have have I, I joined Twitter in 2008, all right. So that's we're going on eight years of Astros Twitter, and there was a lot of dark times. There was a lot of bleakness. There was a lot of black death. There was a lot of there there it was it was it was bad for a long time. So I'm just gonna pick. And I haven't written this down. I don't have any notes. Um, I'm gonna pick. Nine people off the top of my head. The first, and I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna assume this is pretty fair. 
that the first nine people I come up with from Astros Twitter would make a pretty decent starting nine, minus Patrick at P. McClellan. His baseball only is at Lima. Under There's an underscore in there. Lima time time with an underscore somewhere. Um, I'm going to roll Tyler Stafford. Jane uh, at Jane WTHB. I'm going to roll Chives McGee because that dude keeps it real. And I, and, and we've met in person and, uh, and, and he told me his real name and I can't remember. I, he's just in my phone as Chives McGee and I, I don't want it any other way than that. So let's see. So that's, that's Tyler. Uh, that's Jane, which it, I, I used to keep a, a real close track of the Astros minor leagues. If you want to know what's coming up the farm, you need to check out Jane. Uh, it's what the heck Bobby, and that, that was a lot more relevant when Bobby Heck was the, uh, farm director, scouting director. Um, what the heck Bobby.blog5.com. She writes this manual that uh, every off season that I wish that I had done because it, it was a really cool idea and I hope she makes a ton of money off of it. Um, so we got Tyler, we've got Jane, we got Chives, we got Andy at HOU Counterplot. Right, that dude is legit. Uh, been around for a long time, has good opinions. So I'm going to roll with uh, those four. Let's see. I'm going to go DK to Barry because he's willing to piss you off to make a point. Uh, I'm also going to go Stroh's fan I know. That's six. Let's see. Uh, Pat D. Stat. All right. Got the gifts. He's, he, he, he is more of a Texans dude because that's sort of his role. But he will pop up and, and throw you some quality on, uh, on Astro's Twitter. So, so that's, what is that, seven? Uh, I'm going to go Will Moriarty. I'm going to go DK to Barry. So I need a ninth. And I'm going to go It's All About D. All right? There you have it. There are a lot of... I, I could I could make a 25-man roster or 25-woman roster of Astros Twitter. All right? And 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 still, the 26th person is going to get pissed off. So, so if I'm not counting myself... And I'm not counting like major like media per like of course Julia Morales is invaluable, um, of course Lance McCullers is good at Twitter, but that's not fair because he's gonna make a crap ton of money over the course of his life, and none of us are uh, because of the Astros, so or because of our career choices or whatever. Um, those are the nine I'm rolling with. You can come at me. I'm sure if you ask me in ten minutes, I'd pick I'd pick a different nine. Uh, but whatever. So those are my nine. Uh, Mr. Seaton is a team of all the guys Luno has traded that are doing well better than the current team. Look, the, the, the Astros have gotten rid of so many players that, yeah, you can cherry-pick dudes. I, J.D. Martinez is far better in the outfield than Jake Marisnik. All right? Jake Marisnik needs to, needs to get kicked in the head. Um, I'm sure he's a good dude. He'll he'll throw together a couple good games, but but if you if you ask somebody, would you rather have J.D. Martinez or Jake Marisnik, you need to get curb stomped if you don't say J.D. Martinez. And that's just what, I, and I think J.D. Martinez had a pretty decent shot with the Astros. It's so easy to look at dudes 
and and and, and we're seeing this, and it's because of where the Astros were and where the Astros are. It's so easy to cherry pick the dudes that are that are doing really well and think, well, if the Astros had just kept you know, kept hold of them, then everything would be fine, and we'd be a hundred games in first place after fifty games. Doesn't work like that. All right. So, I mean, a team of all the guys Luno has traded doing better than the Astros? Probably not. I mean, you're, it's probably going to be about equal to – and, and it's because if you can think of a dude that the Astros have traded, it means they're doing well. All right? And, and the, it, it, Carlos Gomez, that trade has been awful, but that's the risk you run. With trades, I don't know that anybody expected Carlos Gomez to fall off the way that he has over the course of the last mm, twelve months. So, what do you want to say? I mean, you want to if you're looking for a reason to complain, there's you have plenty of reasons. Let's and I'm not trying to be a fanboy here, but let's let's chill out a little bit. Like it's gonna happen. You know, these dudes were good enough to get drafted. They were good enough to play in the majors, uh, or they were good enough to be traded for major league players who were good at one point. <coughs> Carlos Gomez. So with the, some of these trades are going to hurt. That's how trades work. It's not. It's it. It's not like Luno is just fleecing dudes left. He's not the crap. What's the dude from from Oliver Twist? It's not. It's not Sid Finch. You know what I'm talking about. It's not like he's just robbing dudes left and right. Like at some point, you have to wonder when Jeff Luno calls you and asks you about a player in your minor league system. You know, other GMs are like, "What's he seeing that I'm not?" All right, and you can say the same thing for Andrew Friedman. You could say the same thing for uh, screw it, John Daniels. You could say the same thing for a handful of other GMs, that if they want a player you have, you have to wonder why, and that has to raise your, and, if, and I'm not going to dump on Ed Wade here, but, but th- there are GMs like, well, it was Jerry DePoto in L.A., and maybe it was more Artie Marino with Anaheim, that if they were like, hey, tell us about blah, 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 you'd be like, okay, okay, whatever, we'll take whatever you want, <coughs> whatever you want to give us. All right, there has to come a point where, I mean, Luno has a reputation. Everyone knows that Luno has a reputation. So there has to come a point where you have to wonder, like, what does this dude see that I, that I doesn't? What does this dude see that I don't? Pardon me. And you, and, and, and maybe the price goes up. So is a, is a team of all the guys that, if you wanted to cherry pick stats, you could make a team of dudes that Luno traded look like the 27 Yankees. If you were willing to cherry pick stats and stretches, you could do that. As far as who do I regret that the Astros traded, because this isn't a question, but I'm going to answer it anyway. I regret that the Astros traded J.D. Martinez. I regret that the Astros traded Brett Phillips. I regret that the Astros traded Jake Nottingham. I'm trying to think of any other name of players that I regret the Astros traded. All right, but there's a lot more dudes than that. Uh, next one from Mr. Seaton again. How does the hiring of Mike D'Antoni impact the development of Alex Bregman? Well, obviously, Alex Bregman's going to shoot more 
Uh, he's going to have poorer shot selection. Uh, he's going to play worse defense, if any defense at all. So I'm concerned about about the Rockets hiring Mike D'Antoni uh, because of the influence on Alex Bregman. Uh, it's D-Train, who is a strong candidate for starting nine for Astros Twitter. Is Joe Flacco elite? Yes. Uh, Mr. Seaton again. Why is it called an easy tag in Houston and a text tag in Austin? Do easy tags in Houston not work in Austin? Like, can you not use your easy tag in Dallas if you were ever trying to drive through a burning hellscape that is the Metroplex? Like, you can't. Those aren't interchangeable. Because if they're not, that's a terrible system. Like, I lived in New York for three years, and you could drive anywhere in New York that had a toll road as long as you had the easy pass or whatever it was called. It's been a while. So, uh, easy tag in Houston probably because it's easier to say and it makes people like this is easy it makes it it makes people think here's I'll tell you a quick story about about using something similar to an easy I I can't remember what it's called in New York but I still have the sticker on my windshield cuz that's how old my car is cuz broke um but my wife had to take her brother and his wife back to the airport in Albany when we lived in Cooperstown and uh you know, in Houston, you can drive through, or I guess anywhere in Texas, you can drive through, like, the, the easy tag, text tag, whatever. You can drive through it, like, at a normal speed, like 70, 75 miles an hour. In New York, it's like you have to slow down to 10 or 15 miles an hour. Well, apparently my wife did not notice the speed limit. And so, like, a week after she took my brother-in-law and his wife to the airport, I got two letters from the New York State Department of Transportation, with tickets uh, because she went through at like 10, 17 a.m. at like 60, 68 miles an hour. I almost did it. I almost said 69. She went through at, at, a, at a ridiculous amount of speed above the speed limit for New York's easy tag system. And then, so that was 10, 17 a.m. she got a ticket, and then she dropped him off and came back and at like 11.01 a.m. she had another ticket for going an equally absurd a number of miles per hour over the speed limit. So, so there's that. Uh, that was an expensive. That was that was an expensive mail day. So, don't do that. Um, Tyler Stafford, which bear is best? Black bears. Uh, Ryan Sides, what's worse, the beer mile or the gallon challenge? I don't know what the beer mile is, but the gallon challenge. That's where you drink a gallon of milk, like in an hour. Is that what that is? That. That's worse. Like, the beer mile, at least you get something out of it. You get to suspend reality for a little bit. The gallon challenge, you don't... There's no secondary benefit to trying to drink a gallon of milk in an hour. Uh, The underscore Clark underscore side. Should Texas sell Dallas to Oklahoma? They haven't already? Because that's news to me. Dallas is basically South Oklahoma. (laughs) Uh, Lucas Lee, 45, is San Antonio the best Texas city outside of Houston? If no, why are you lying? I like San Antonio. I like it a lot. I, I, I used to like Austin, but it became, it became so touristy and so like white collar that, and, and 35 is a complete freaking disaster. So screw it. So Austin's out. Dallas and Fort Worth. Fort Worth on its own would be a pretty cool city, but it's so close to Dallas that it that it sort of ruins it. It's almost like 
like Fort Worth is is the the fart trail that Dallas leaves. That's sort of how I view Fort Worth. Like it's not so bad on its like on its own. Again, Fort Worth's a pretty cool town. Like I like the stockyards. They have cool music venues. They've got enough on their own that they should break away from Dallas. So if you're in Fort Worth, like please get out of the Metroplex. Like put up a wall. Like the only I don't know. Screw Donald Trump, but 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 put up a wall from like the from six thirty five on east of Dallas because Dallas is just god awful. Screw that place. Arlington's worse. Uh, let's see. John Wesling, I better make that line. Of course, John Wesling. If I'm if I'm eliminating Patrick and myself from the Astros starting nine, then of course John Wesling is exempt. He's not he's not allowed to be counted. Uh, because he's obviously Astros Twitter royalty. Um, U.S. Coxman, why does God allow pickoffs to happen to good people? Well, the Astros are trying too hard, and they get picked off from time to time, and and that's gonna that's just gonna have to happen. Famous neckbeards from Astros Optimism. You've got Jay Cutler, and then a bunch of like Civil War generals. Like, nobody's pulled off a neck beard. There's a dude in my life group at church that has a pretty decent neck beard, but no one's going to know who he is. So, famous neck beards are, are either, like, Jay Cutler, Kyle Orton. You have to be a Bears quarterback, apparently. Um, and then a bunch of dudes from, like, 150 years ago. Lucas Lee, 45, what color is a mirror? It's purple. Uh, let's see. Frank Rios. My favorite screen printer in Corpus Christi, Texas. Uh, when will you be referred to as the Oracle, since you foresee things like Moran's two hits on Friday night? Y'all need to just respect, like, understand that I'm going to, I know things. And I don't make predictions lightly. Like, I've, I, I, we don't do breaking news on Astros County unless I know damn well what's what's coming down the pike. For instance, Osmus interviewing for the Astros managerial job. I knew that was going to, I knew that happened. Y'all, y'all didn't believe me. I knew Bo Porter was going to get the job. Y'all didn't believe me. It happened. What else? There were like three minor league dudes that I said were going to get suspended for PEDs. And this was like six years ago. That happened. Um, if I break news or if I make a prediction, freaking take it seriously. Respect. All right, I'm not going to play with your emotions. I'm going to state facts. And if those facts happen to be the facts before they actually happen, you need to treat them as fact. Okay? I thought Marisnik might hit a home run today. But I didn't predict it because, yeah, I didn't want to play. I didn't want to play. I don't want to. This isn't a joke. All right, I'm here for, for real. Do you have any good insults? This is from Odd Fangirl, Stephanie Masashevsky, I'm assuming. Stephanie's a good a good follow. At Odd Fangirl. Do you have any good insults I can use against my big-headed Mariners friend? Yes. Don't be an Astros fan. Because what the Mariners are doing right now is pretty much what the Astros did last year. Alright, so if you wanna if you're an Astros fan and want to insult your Mariners fan friends, then remind them what happened to the Astros last year and remind them what's happening to the Astros this year. All right. So one season does not a dynasty make one, a month and a half does not a good season make. All right. So 
So whatever. All right. Tell your Mariners fans, Mariners fan friends, to slow their roll because that crap can turn on you quick, as we saw. Uh, let's see. Scrolling up. Should the this is from Lukey thirteen oh eight. Should the Astros try to get into the Kevin Durant sweepstakes this off season? Can't trust any UT athlete in the pros. So. No, the Astros should not try to get into the Kevin Durant sweepstakes. And I say that as an OU alum. Um, Could you give us a behind-the-scenes rundown of how you do the thing? The thing is beautiful because it takes advantage of people forgetting that that baseball is random uh, and that the Astros are now a, a, a fairly decent team. So basically, it's a Twitter search involving the following, um, quote unquote, lose to the Astros, lost to the Astros, on the rare occasion, swept by the Astros, but also the quote-unquote Astros, A-S-S-T-R-O-S, quote-unquote Trashros, which is underrated, quote-unquote Lastros, Disastros, like all of the typical cliches that people who think they follow baseball that they really don't, that they would use. That's that's how the thing happens. It's a Twitter search and trying to trying to search out idiots, which is not hard to find on Twitter. Um, let's see. Scrolling up, scrolling up. Who takes Keiko's spot when he is DFA'd? I'll hang up and listen. That is Swank Stradamus, Caleb Swanky. Um, Keiko saved himself from getting DFA'd uh, with his performance last night. So congratulations, Dallas Keiko. Um the the Astros look. Uh, I don't want to. You know. You know what you're getting with Keuchel. If if he's getting calls, if he's hitting his spots, it's going to be a pretty good game. If he's not getting either of those things, it could get rough. So maybe the Astros are pretty smart for not locking up Keuchel to that long term extension either mid season last year or in the off season. So I'm willing to I'm willing to hold out on that. Uh, third Coast Texas fan. 3-R-D-C-S-T-T-E-X-F-A-N, Colin McGonigal. What's the next step for the Astros? Let young guys, parentheses, minor leaguers, prove themselves or continue to go for it, quote-unquote, with proven players. Carlos Gomez was a proven player, and that's been a dadgum disaster. All right, so I think this step for the Astros, they're going to have to play their way out of it. All right. I don't think they make those those trades like they did for Casimir, um, or Gomez slash Fires. I, I think they just have to play themselves out of it or play themselves out of a job and let those guys like Joe Musgrove, Derek Fisher, Alex Bregman fill the... Because that's the point of having a good minor league system. All right? They, they, you can replace underachieving players. And Valbuena must have gotten the hint about Bregman playing third uh, because he's kind of turned it on lately. But I don't see the Astros quote-unquote, going for it like they did last last season. Um, scrolling up, scrolling up. As you listen to me scroll. Hmm. In a little lull where I was tweeting funny things uh, and no questions were asked, so I'm trying to get past that. This is fun. 
Wow, this is fun. Who went? Okay. Uh, this is a good one. Um, we'll start with this one. David have 14. Why can't we win more games regular in the regularly allotted nine innings? Um, it's because sometimes the offense sucks. Sometimes the bullpen sucks. Um, but they won. As long as they win, I don't care if they're still playing a game that started 19 hours ago. As long as they win. Uh, James Graves, 93. Who wins in a spelling bee? Colby Rasmus or Ken Giles? I'm going to go Giles because while I think Rasmus probably has more like useful knowledge, I think Giles can spell better. Because spelling, I've got, if you spell poorly, like automatically, already I'm mocking you. But if you have a pretty good point with misspelled words, I'm willing to entertain it more. So I'm going to say that... <coughs> Excuse me. Ken Giles wins a spelling bee over Colby Rasmus, but I think Rasmus has more valuable life knowledge than Ken Giles at this point uh, in his career. Uh, L underscore Ombre underscore Rojo. Based on Tyler White's success, who will the Astros draft in the 23rd round this year, and when will they make the show? It's going to be a dude named James Carr, uh, and he's going to end up hitting 950 home runs. So... There you go. There you have it. Um, Ernie Breakfast, a good follow on Twitter, at Ernie Breakfast. With his success lately, why is Feliz not getting more calls out of the pen in big situations? Is it just seniority? I think that the, 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 the game situations call for different reactions to it. Will Harris has been fantastic. Ken Giles has turned it on lately. Um, I think that with, with a guy like Giles, he's going to be in the bullpen, like pretty much for the rest of his career. Uh, Will Harris, going to be in the bullpen for the rest of his career. The Gregerson, bullpen dude. All right? Belize, I think, you know, the long-term view is to make him a starter. So you don't, you don't want to, and I, I don't know, the statistics on guys that pitch every other day transitioning to a starter role, but I think the Astros are taking a longer-term view with Feliz in that he's going to join the rotation at some point, and it may be next year, it may be the year after that. Feliz has been—I mean, you can—you can't just take out the first two, his first two appearances, that New York game where he got lit up, the Seattle game where he got lit up. Late, lately, he's been absolutely fantastic, and and I but I think the Astros are being more careful with Feliz than they would a guy like Harris or Gregerson or Giles because those dudes' roles are established. Feliz, there's a longer-term view to it. So that's why I don't think it's seniority. I think it is a longer-term uh, outlook on a guy like Feliz. All right, Timothy DeBlock. Uh, who occasionally writes for Astros County, formerly of the Crawfish Boxes, security, information security expert. He is fantastic. He would be a strong candidate for the starting nine. What's two plus two? Obviously, it's three. Um, Naveen Kumar, uh, at navkumar underscore. Why are people worried about Correa? I don't know. Shouldn't be. Dude's 21. Think of how stupid you were when you were 21. Um... Ono Sideboard, at Ono Sideboard, what is extended spring training and how long does it extend? It extends until however long you don't suck anymore. 
or it extends until you figure out your mechanics, whether that's hitting or pitching. It also extends for uh, as long as it takes for someone at your current talent level to get hurt. Um, It's just basically you are sent to Kissimmee, which is the the butthole of the entire world, uh, until you figure your crap out or until an opportunity opens for you to prove that you have figured your crap out. Uh, Daz Cameron is right there right now. Uh, Kyle, at Kyle Elton, Kyle Martin, why can't the Astros just win the game? Why do they have to make it so complicated? They make it so complicated because we expect too much. Sometimes things get complicated, and it's because life is stupid, and we're stupid for following it. Um, again, Kyle, how many bad starts from Keichel are we away from being from something being done about it? it Keichel is who he is. And, we, and I, I mentioned this earlier, he's going to be a guy that if he doesn't get his spots or he, he gets unfavorable calls, it's going to be a rough night. And and that's who he is. And maybe that's why the Astros aren't as excited about giving him tens of millions of dollars as we are for the Astros to give tens of Because who doesn't want to give tens of millions of dollars of somebody else's money away? Um He's not gonna have. He's not gonna overpower you. He's gonna beat you with 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 velocity or the lack thereof, and he's gonna be, he's gonna beat you with his spots. So so that's that's what that is. Uh, J R Montez is Castro all star worthy. Jason Castro is all star worthy because he is one of and and Patrick's. He might scream. He might not scream. He might be perfectly happy with me saying this. Jason Castro has played as one of the best catchers in the American League. And yes, he deserves to be rewarded with an all-star nod. So so that's that. Stroh's fan I know, who we mentioned earlier, why does Will Moriarty, 86, hate me? Um, because Will is unreasonable, as are you, Stroh's fan I know. Both of you are unreasonable, and you're trying to out-unreasonable each other, and it's turned into some sort of a rivalry. And it's very entertaining very entertaining to watch. Um, Hill713, who I mentioned earlier, who is the all-time Astros home run leader by a player named Marwin? There was a dude named Marwin Lopez uh, who hit 712 home runs for the 1986-88 Astros, and he is your current home run leader by a player named Marwin. Uh, Oh, man. Okay, there it is. Uh, it's the train. We can do the damn thing or nah. We did the damn thing. Angels fans just don't complain on Twitter enough for it to be a worthwhile thing. Um, continuing to scroll. I don't want to take up too much of your time. It's a holiday week as, uh, after all. Um, now we're getting the responses to where I did the thing. So I got to scroll some more. Hmm. Scroll, have a little bit of beer. Okay, Tim DeBlock, thoughts on Jason Castro. He has the capability of being a fairly decent offensive player. Uh, Pitchers seem comfortable with him, so I'm perfectly happy with him behind, uh, behind the plate. As long as the pitchers, if, if the pitchers are comfortable with Castro and they'd rather throw to Castro, then by God, keep Castro. Because if you throw, if, if you get rid of Castro and all of a sudden it, it throws off the confidence of guys like Keuchel 
or or anybody else on the pitching staff, then then is that really an upgrade? So I'm cool with Castro, like especially if he can remember how to hit. Now, if he's hitting like 110, no, there's no, as we've said before, as I've said before, there's no amount of defensive value that, that can offset the fact that you're hitting under 200. At Land of Steve is a favorite anti-Astros name uh, to search for when you do a thing. It, right now it's Trashstros, because I think that's clever. Uh, but but the Disastros, Lastros, Astros, like that's always fun because it generally shows a lack of intelligence. Um, ben DeBose, University of Missouri's own Ben DeBose. Is Carlos Correa the Jose Vizcaino specialist of his generation? I'll hang up and listen. Thanks. If Carlos Correa turns into Jose Vizcaino, something has gone horribly wrong. Like, and Vizcaino played a, a pretty decent, like, bit role, but man, I mean, if 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 Correa turns into Vizcaino between Correa, Appel, and Aiken, like that's a re- that's that's the worst possible luck of a team having having multiple number one overall picks um, in a row. At Houston Bias, when can we expect more bed whipping? It's whenever Westling can get back on the show. So we need that dude to come back from from C uh, and uh, and get on board with us. Uh, at Lukey1308, who's already asked a question or two, um, best front office move of the Jeff Luno era? Ooh, that's a good one. And there's a secondary question, the worst. The worst is obviously just letting J.D. Martinez go without having any compensation whatsoever. Like, at least with the Gomez trade, the Astros got Mike Fires, And we're only down on Fires because his last start on Friday night against the Angels was the worst of his time with the Astros. So so the worst for me is is the Martinez trade. The best? Daggum. <laughs> You can say, ah, it's hard to say. Uh, Fister on a one-year deal, pretty good move. Uh, it's $7 million. The 2012 draft, if you want to call that a move, that was pretty unreal. Um, if we're talking about trades, um, maybe it turns out, that, and this is something, it's hard to tell with trades, and it's hard to tell with the quote-unquote moves because it could take a few years for it to, that's not like a cop-out. It's just kind of how it is. Um, what if it turns out that not signing Brady Aiken and getting Bregman and Daz Cameron, who's had a rough go of it this year, let's be honest, what if that turns out to be the best move of his career? That What seemed like the worst, and I hammered the hell out of the Astros for not signing Brady Aiken. Um... But but that opened the door to get to get uh, Bregman and Cameron. What if that's the best move? We don't know yet. I don't know what trading Bud Norris for L.J. Hose on the pick that became Derek Fisher. Maybe that's the best move. Uh, I don't know. Jexus, J E X A S, strong Twitter follow, uh, occasional writer for Astros County. Bregman at third. Versus Correa at third and Bregman at short. Again, I don't care. If both of their bats are in the lineup and they're both playing passable defense, awesome. That that works out. That works out for me. Uh, at Diesel Dugong, strong follow on Astros Twitter. How old is Albert Pujols really? Albert Pujols is one drink away out of 
a cup that might or might not be the Holy Grail from turning into dust. Uh, so, so our pools is easily 342 years old and he, he happened to chance upon the actual Holy Grail from the, the cup at Alexandretta, uh, where he's able to extend his youth and, um, and now it seems as though the only time he drinks, he drinks out of that cup is when he plays the Astros because out of his 570 something home runs, uh, 520 of them have come against the Astros, and that is a fact. Uh, Peter Warden, pissed at Pistol Peak 2496. Can we repeat the magic of 2005? It's almost June 1st. Um, yeah, it's possible. We've maintained all along the Astros have the talent to go on a run. Uh, whether they will or not is 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 questionable. But then they have the talent. You know, it can it can happen. Um, best baseball movie, uh, Field of Dreams. When does Reed get a chance? It's gonna be September this year. Do I miss the National League? Yes. Favorite ballpark food? Uh, I went to Round Rock a couple of weeks ago. Took my daughter to the to her first baseball game. She's almost four, and I had a lot of people that the on like Facebook and and Instagram, not Astros County related, uh, that asked me. They were like, "Is that really her first baseball game? She's almost four years old. How have you not taken her to a baseball game yet?" I take that crap seriously, and a two year old or a three year old is not going to allow me the attention span to focus on the game, which is what I'm there for. I'm going to pay. 50, 60 bucks plus parking or plus time on the line or plus the travel to Houston because I don't live in Houston. Uh, plus, you know, the food that comes with it. I'm not going to pay that money for a two-year-old. I'm there to focus on a game, not not make memories with a girl that won't remember the memories. That's stupid. So, uh, Favorite ballpark food at Round Rock a couple weeks ago? It was the fish and chips. Those are good. Those are good. Uh, at the Todd Bowman, favorite color? Blue. Uh, at John Wessling, my boy, your boy, John Wessling, the belt whipper himself. When will Musgrove get called up? It, it's going to be July after the Astros deal Fister and or fires. Uh, what starting pitcher should we trade for? We should trade for... Clayton Kershaw. I think we will trade for... Hmm. I don't know. Teams are reluctant to get rid of like Major League starting pitching. So I don't know that the Astros will, especially with the options that they have in the minors. Guys like Musgrove, uh, Francis Martes. Um, you know, I just don't see the Astros making the big starting pitching plunge via trade like they did, you know, last year. <laughs> Uh, which didn't turn out so well. Uh, Soros fan, I know, are you coming around on Jake? I'm assuming Marisnik because I'm not at all. No. Um, no, I'm not coming around on Jake Marisnik. Uh, as we scroll... At Kathy, at K, what looks like, is stock, could be an L, S-T-O-K. Is there a connection between the Great Week and no Gomez? Yes. Yes, there is, because if you don't have a black hole on offense, taking up a ninth of your at-bats, maybe a little bit more, um, things are going to go a little bit 
things are going to go a little bit better. So, so I think Carlos Gomez should be given the opportunity to win a ring, uh, a Texas League ring, with the Corpus Christi Hooks for the time being. Uh, okay. Uh, at Texas BB Town, who I think is a Rangers fan, but it's a pretty good dude. No point in the Astros folding if it keeps being a bad season, but who might you trade to bolster the team in the future. The obvious trade candidates are the guys that have been kind of bandied around already because the Astros had such a terrible April uh, that this conversation has been had. But it's, it's guys like Rasmus, who is a national hero and a Houston treasure, and I hope that they build a statue in Huntsville uh, six inches taller than Sam Houston of Colby Rasmus. Um, but Rasmus would be a trade candidate. Castro, possibly a trade candidate. Uh, Fister, definitely a trade candidate. Fires, possibly a trade candidate. You know, the, the, the Astros sort of have done their trading over the... You know, Valbuena, you know, you could trade Valbuena to a team that was desperate for some third base help uh, if they wanted pop, and that would allow... It, it's it, You're looking at trade candidates where the Astros have depth, and that's going to be pitching to some extent, third base, first base. John Singleton might be an attractive trade candidate. Uh, and it sounds like his girlfriend would very much appreciate uh, him being traded to another team. Um, let's see, continuing to scroll up Astro's anxiety. If one synchronized swimmer drowns, do the rest drown too? If they care about their craft, yes. Can't. First of all, a good synchronized swimming team doesn't let a doesn't let a man or woman drown. All right, so so if if a synchronized swimming team member drowns, then by God, the other ones should drown too, just as some sort of kabuki, uh, where they they're dishonored into killing themselves. So so yes, they if someone on the synchronized swimming team drowns, everybody else on that team deserves to drown. Uh, okay, Doctor Testin, Dr. Testin, which out of Springer, Correa, Keuchel, and Altuve will leave the Astros first? That's a damn good question. And I'm going to go Keuchel, because I think Springer's hard to replace, Correa's harder to replace, Altuve is the is harder to replace as well. So I'm going to say that of those four, Springer, Correa, Keuchel, and Altuve, who will leave the Astros first? It's going to be it's going to be Keuchel. Out Astros anxiety. Oh no, I lost it. Um, okay, uh, Orlando Palmera was dot 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 question mark safe? Of course, of course he was safe. One of the greatest crimes in recent humanity is is uh, Orlando Palmera being called out. Um, at Jake is glass in the spirit of the Rockets making a terrible head coaching hire recently. Who is your least favorite Astros manager of all time? Jimmy Williams. Yeah, Jimmy Williams, absolutely terrible. Um, that seems to have done it for the questions, and we've been going on for quite some time. So I'm going to call it. Patrick will be back. We might record a bonus episode later this week when he gets back from uh, him remembering our troops drinking beer in honor of our fallen soldiers. Um, As it is, having a a, a sick daughter, I'm ready for bed. So I'm going to stop this right now. I'm going to upload it. I'm going to give you the link. I'm going to let you listen to the answers to this question, to these questions, y'all have been fantastic. I love you all. Patrick misses you. He told me to tell you 
He misses you. Uh, we will be back with a regular Lima Time Time episode soon, if not here in a few days. So, Jose Lima, take us out, and thank you, Bravado Spies, for continuing, for whatever reason, to sponsor Lima Time Time. That is one thing I love more than getting my pitch over the plate. And that is getting over this plate in Casa Ole. It's like a fiesta in Casa Ole. Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. You get a free child's play, we use ticket stuff from any Astros game. Casa Ole.